Hello and welcome to the Kitty Talks podcast. I'm your host, Kitty Waters, serial entrepreneur, success and business coach, and I'm the co-creator of the Network for Transformational Leaders. Each week, I interview top thought leaders who are changing the world. This podcast will show you how to build a life in alignment with your soul. This podcast is sponsored by my Do Your Dharma program. This seven-week online program will help you let go of anything holding you back and unlock your greatest potential. We've now had over 80 women and three very evolved men go through the program with incredible results. The next time I'm launching my program will be May next year, 2020. And at the moment, there is an early bird price of £395. That will go up to £595 in April. So if you're interested in joining us, go to www.doyourdharma.co.uk. Now, without further ado, I will see you on the other side. So good morning and welcome to Kitty Talks. We share inspirational life stories that empower you to create yours. And today I have with me a lady who I've just met, but her energy is fantastic. And I know we're going to have an incredible conversation. She's known in the Instagram world as a new age hipster, aka Vix Maxwell. Welcome to Kitty Talks. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here. Well, I'm really excited to hear your story because obviously I've had a look at all your stuff you're doing and I'm intrigued to know how you go from being a high school teacher to what you're doing now, which is incredible. Priestess for present day times, which I just thought was beautiful. And I know you run soul or you do uh, podcasts as well, workshops, masterminds, soul readings. So fantastic. You're talking my language. <laughs> Um, so would you mind, Vix, just for people who don't know you so well, would you mind just sharing a little, about, little bit about who you are and what you're doing in the world at the moment? Yeah. Um, do you want the long, the long version or the short version? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. Whatever, whatever resonates with you. Whatever, whatever comes out. Um, yeah, so I'm currently running my own, my own spiritual business and one of the things that I, that I do at the moment, I offer soul readings business and spiritual mentoring. I also have a spiritual development circle that I run, a mastermind that I run. I have a whole bunch of courses online, lots of meditations and downloads and things like that offered over on my shop as well. But, you know, like we we were kind of talking about this before we hit record, but I really feel like what my work is, whether people are working with me through business mentoring or through courses or through readings or just following me online and getting the you know getting my daily updates and things like that I really feel like my business is about helping other people to find their own way with spirituality and with business I don't ever pretend that I'm here to kind of say I'm the expert Mm. and I know all the answers and I can tell you the magic formula of how to be spiritual and how to connect with your guides and angels and how to run your business I really feel like my purpose or my job that I'm doing at the moment is really about holding space to help other people find their way so that they can find the um 
you know, they can work out what it is that they're supposed to be doing in the world and kind of help support them to, to do that. Mm, absolutely. I, I said we're kind of kindred spirits because, you know, I think yeah. our, our work is very aligned, actually, you know, like helping people become their authentic selves, you know. Um, mm. And I think more and more we do that, more and more we step into our greatness, the better and better our lives get. Yeah, I feel like we're kind of moving into this new, this kind of new paradigm, if you will, of this different energy. Like for many centuries, we've kind of done spirituality according to like mainstream religion. And we've kind of had gurus and we've had people and leaders who we've kind of looked up to, to give us all the answers. And I feel like people don't want that anymore. Like people want to find their own answers, but sometimes it can help if you have somebody to kind of help you to get those answers for yourself. Mm. Well, you know, um, Leo Aquarius, isn't it? It's all about personal sovereignty, you know, people stepping into their greatness. And I think the thing that was, I think for people listening to this who are, you know, on a sort of similar journey to Vix and I, like, I think what really helped me was just about being, I, I like to say I'm in the purpose conversation, you know, like it's not that, you know, I just love being in the conversation around purpose and if I can help and serve people around that fantastic and it took so much pressure off me because I was like I don't want to be like you said I don't want to be the you know this guru it's it's not comfortable it's like you said it's it's outdated it's not where we're at in our development is it so yeah absolutely it's exciting times exactly and I was really intrigued to interview you Vix because I think you know I think our listeners will be really interested in hearing your story because it takes a lot of courage to step into what you're doing now and you're obviously making a successful business of it. So I'd love for you to sort of take us back and, you know, obviously I know you're Australian originally. So yeah, tell us the juicy details about how you stepped into what you're doing in modern day. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting that I've kind of ended up here because this was never really the plan. I know there's a lot of a lot of people who have these really beautiful stories about how they were, you know, they saw their past over grandma or somebody kind of appeared to them at this early age and they knew straight away, like, oh, I have this ability, I have this thing that I can do. And so, you know, later on in life when they became a medium or a psychic or got into spiritual work, it wasn't that surprising. Like it may have been a challenging journey to get there, but it wasn't like, oh, like no one ex- you know, people aren't that surprised that you kind of went down that road Uh, for me it was a little bit different and I although I was kind of kind of described myself as being sensitive when I was younger like I used Mm -hmm. to pick up on things but it wasn't anything kind of huge or you know one of those moments where you're like wow like this angel has appeared to me and like given me told me what my life purpose is or whatever I, I was kind of pretty normal growing up when I was uh, around 15, I started to get into Wicca and witchcraft. Mm. And so that was kind of this really beautiful time in my life where I was, you know, I was looking for answers. I was looking for meaning. I was looking for my purpose. Like, why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? So I, um, I joined a coven and some of my friends and I got into witchcraft for a little while. And I wow. found that to be, uh, it was such a really exciting time, but I also, I was quite young and I didn't really know what I was doing. And, you know, there's, there are some things that happened that were quite intense and quite full on that I probably wasn't really ready for at that time. So I kind of took a step back from, from the sort of Wiccan path. And I still had, I still 
you know, I still believed in all of these things. I still believed in energy that I could uh, work with energy that I could affect things. I wasn't necessarily a practicing witch for a long time. Um, then I joined the church for a while. Wow, complete <laughs> so on my, 180. Yeah, complete 180. On my, you know, continued search for meaning and answers, I found myself in the church when I was about 18, 19. And again, you know, that was a really, a really interesting time. I, you know, I know a lot of people have really negative experiences with the church and mine wasn't 100% positive, but there was a lot of positive things that I was experiencing at that time in the church. So I did that for a couple of years and then I kind of, you know, I let the church go. I let my Wicca practice go and I still, I still had this belief that there was meaning and that I had some kind of purpose for being here, but I wasn't really like actively seeking it. I was kind of waiting for it to find me, I guess, for quite a few years. Uh, and over the years, I, I dabbled with tarot. I bought different Oracle decks. I had a deck of runes like I was into all of this stuff but it was kind of like oh I've got an hour to spare I'll pick up the tarot deck and see if I can work out anything and put it back in the drawer for a few months like that was kind of how things were for quite a while then I found myself here in the UK when I just kind of moved over here I found myself in a, a job that was really energetically exhausting Mm -hmm. And I was getting, I was just exhausted all the time. Like I loved the work that I was doing. I was at that time I was teaching um, special needs actually. And okay. I loved the kids and I loved the work, yeah. but I was finding the education system was mm. just like not in alignment with my soul at all. Mm, and so I was started on that. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so I was kind of starting to question it, I guess, and kind of, question well is this really what I'm supposed to be doing with my life and it was around that time that I started to I can't even really remember how I came across it but I found some information about uh, being an empath and I was like oh my goodness <laughs> this is me, That's me like, yeah. yeah like I'm picking up energy I'm you know I'm fine before I walk into this building and as soon as I walk into this building my whole energy is like oh I don't want to be here uh, that was really interesting and then I sort of went on this journey of learning everything I could about energy protection mm. and that was kind of the like the pivotal moment where I where something shifted because I was kind of going from this one way of being where I was just completely unconscious about what I was picking up, what I was putting out in the world to kind of re this realization of I'm actually really affected by, by this, this place and these people in this situation. What can I do to change that? So as I started to work on my work on my own energy a lot more, I also started to be able to hear the voice of my spirit guides and angels, which I had tried to do many, many times in the past. I tried to do all of the like meet your spirit guide meditations and like nothing would ever come through. Um, so it was really interesting that I was, I kind of stopped trying to connect with those energies. And suddenly as soon as I kind of blocked everything else out, right. they just kind of started coming in. So can you give me, can you give me a top tip? Because I, a lot of our community are empathic, you know, yeah. and that's a question yeah. I get a lot, actually. You know, people are so bombarded with other people's energy and they don't know how to protect themselves. Like, what would your kind of top tip be for our listeners around protecting their energy? 
Yeah, the, um, the things that I found really useful when I was first starting out were things like visualizations mm-hmm. and just making sure that I didn't leave the house until I had done some kind of visualization, whether it is a, a ball of light around you. Uh, some people like to do bubbles of light. Some people like to set up like a whole pyramid system. <laughs> like, you know, it can be whatever you want. I've done other things before where I visualized like fairy lights around me just as a kind of, you know, I've the light is protecting me in that way. Uh, some people like to visualize themselves in a suit of armor. Like there's so many different visualizations that you can do. And you know, setting some of them the intention. It is it's exactly about setting that intention and kind of just saying, I'm going to go through today with my energy protected and I'm going to be conscious as well about what I'm letting in. Because I think a big part of energy protection is that so often we're not conscious about what's coming in. Whereas when we start to move out into the world and we find ourselves feeling flat, exhausted, grumpy for no reason over it, you know, all of those negative things. And a lot of the time, you know, people aren't really thinking about where that's coming from. People are just thinking, oh, well, you know, it's another Monday. So of course I'm going to be feeling grumpy, Mm. but actually if we start getting conscious and then we think, oh, well, actually I've just spent half an hour with this person who was in a real mood perhaps I've picked up something from them. And as soon as you make those conscious connections, you can start to say, I don't think that's mine. I'm going to transmute it or send it away or, you know, whatever feels right for you. Visualizations are great, but I also say to people who perhaps struggle with visualizations as well, because I know that's not always how everybody's mind works, just a simple affirmation and just saying like, my energy is protected. Mm. So just, you know, before you get out of your car or before you walk into work or, whatever it is you know just set, closing your eyes and just saying my energy is protected can mm. like that alone can make a huge huge difference mm. I always do that when before I get in like especially big scary public places like tubes and you know yeah. crazy towns and stuff like that I love to I love to sort of just okay <laughs> but yeah literally put the kind of energetic wall yeah. up in a, in a nice and way. crystals crystals are great as well like I had a smoky quartz that I kind of dedicated to the purpose of helping me through uh, through that time and yes, kind great of, idea. you know yeah this crystal is going to kind of keep me safe and then as soon as you set those intentions you start to shift shift things so you, yeah. by the sounds of things, that's fantastic. You learned basically how to manage your own energy. And when you learned to manage your own energy, you've obviously found your connection was a lot stronger to your guides. And then, so how did you take that forward? How did you work on connecting and consciously pulling them through? Yeah, um, it kind of, honestly, like it just started kind of evolved. happening. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, and it just kind of slowly evolved. And it was like the more work I did on myself and my own energy and did a lot of work on my own mindset. And I think something that we do a lot, I know, I know that I did this as well, is that we like to blame everybody else for like the negativity that we're picking up. And once you can start to protect your own energy, you can say, okay, well, that's not mine. This isn't mine. What's left? Like what here actually is mine? And then I was starting to do a lot of work on my own negative mindset <laughs> around you know, how I felt about my job. And one of the things that my, my guides and angels were telling me at that time was, you know, we're not going to move you out of this job until you can really be grateful for where you are. So that was a huge part of the work that I needed to do in order to mm. be doing this work now was to start going into that job and saying, you know, what, I'm so thankful I have this opportunity to work with these kids today. 
I'm so grateful that I have this. I'm so grateful I have money in the bank. You know, all of the things that we, you know, when you're in a job that doesn't feel in alignment with your soul, you can start to really take everything for granted. And you're just like, well, everything's terrible here. But actually, if you pick out some of the, you know, I have some good friends here or whatever it is, then you can start to move through even the difficult times with a bit more positivity. And that doesn't mean that you're going to have to stay there forever, but it Mm. can really help shift your own energy. I totally agree. One of the things we always talk about within the Diodharma is, you know, getting people to ask, you know, why is this making me a better person? Why is this making me a stronger leader? Like ask yourself empowering questions around, because then those answers will become apparent, like you said. And I think it's almost like we have to move through those situations with grace and, and move through them with a higher level vibration rather than, like you said, going into the sort of, oh, why me? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that, because that was such a big part of my learning because I, you know, I spent a lot of time on my younger, in my younger years. I mean, this has all happened like in the last five or six years. So it's not really, it hasn't really been that long. Uh, You know, I used to get in those conversations. I used to be bitching and moaning with the best of them at at break time. (laughs) So uh, yeah, like it, it was a lot of work. It was like really looking at, looking at what I'm picking up, but also what I'm putting out into the world. Mm. Yeah. yeah absolutely massive massive really massive because obviously we are a mirror you know we attract what we put out so absolutely yeah and I think you know even on the spiritual when we get on the spiritual path you know not everybody wants not everybody wants to do that part of the work everyone wants to do the energy protection and the you know the visualizations and like oh, I want to raise my vibration but not everybody wants to look in the mirror and do that shadow side of the work and see you know okay what do I need to change within myself to manifest the things that I want. Mm, absolutely. So how did you go from then quitting your primary school teaching job to then starting your own business? Because that's, you know, for our listeners, that's usually where they're at. You know, they've got this idea where they want to go and they've got the vision, but obviously that leap of faith is, you know, is, is so worth it. <laughs> but when you're in it, it's a, you know, it's a big leap. Yeah. It wasn't a... I mean, it wasn't a very long process, but it also wasn't a very quick process either. I think it probably took about a year or so from the the point where I thought, oh, I want to run a spiritual business to actually being able to do it full time. But there was also a lot of preparation time before I even had the idea to run a spiritual business. So I got this, I heard in my head the words New Age Hipster, and I knew that it was supposed to be a spiritual blog. And that was sort of you know, one of the first, it was sort of one of the first things that really kind of cut through and really felt like this is a message from love. (laughs) Yeah. I so love the name. It's so cool. It's so cool. Thank you Um, guides. That's a good job. Um, I just sort of started to hear that all the time. Like new age hipsters start a blog, new age hipsters start a blog. And around this time I had started to, because I was starting to protect my energy. I was starting to hear my guides and angels and I'd begun to read more books about how to connect with them. I'd gotten back into tarot after many years of having the deck in the drawer. And so I was kind of already on this path to kind of, reclaiming my spiritual path I guess like I was kind of getting back into everything after you know being a being a bit of a dabbler for many many years and so when I was having this idea to start a spiritual blog the idea really was about 
um, just sharing my own practice and sharing the things that were coming up for me as I was on this path. Like there was no, at that point, there was no message about you're going to be a professional tarot reader or you're going to run a spiritual business and teach other people how to run a spiritual business. Like none of that was coming through at that point, which I'm glad about because I think that would have just been like, what? Mm. I can't do that. Like mm, you crazy? too much, too quick. Mm. Yeah. So I kept getting this little earworm, new age hipster. And I think it probably took me about six months or so before I actually acted on it, <laughs> which is you know, sometimes, yeah, sometimes that happens. Uh, and you know, I just, I got sick of hearing it. I got sick of the idea just going around in my head without, <laughs> it was just like, you it works. Yeah. <laughs> like until you act on it, it doesn't exactly. go away. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I sat down one afternoon uh, on the weekend because I was still working full time at that point. Um, sat down on the weekend and I was like, what's the worst that can happen is that I waste a few hours doing this, creating this blog, this blog and a couple of blog posts. And so I put that up. And then, you know, next weekend it was like, write a blog post about this or write a blog post about that. Like I just kept getting all these ideas for blog posts until I had more ideas for blog posts than I could ever blog ever. Um, one thing that I, I was sharing a lot about was my journey with the tarot and how I was reading tarot because the way that I read is a little bit different from the traditional way. I used to post about like TV shows and you know who the characters would be in the tarot and things like that and people started resonating with it. People started to comment and um, yeah it was, it was really interesting. I mean I wasn't really expecting it to be anything more than like, you know, a handful of people and just something that I was doing for myself, really. Um, people started to resonate. And then I kind of got to this point where, you know, I thought, oh, I wonder if like people would be interested in readings. And then I got the, you know, the little earworm again to do a hundred free readings in exchange for feedback. And so I went on this mission of doing a hundred free readings, which wow, was, it was intense. Like it was so much energy and so much effort to do that many readings for free and I wouldn't necessarily recommend that everybody would need to do a hundred free readings but for me it felt really important because I needed to practice and I really needed to know if I was any good because I didn't know if I was good I'd done readings for friends but friends often tell you that you're good even if it wasn't <laughs> if it wasn't uh, yeah I did a hundred free readings and the feedback that I got was really positive and that was kind of the point where I thought, oh, like maybe I could do some readings. Like maybe that would be a good way to kind of earn some extra cash and maybe I could go part-time at work and make, like maybe this could even be something that I could do for a job. So, so what I want to point out, just because I love this story, Vix, like it's wicked, <laughs> you know, but for our listeners, what I really want to point out is what she did, she, she, you, you were following your breadcrumbs, yes. you know. Like, I love that because we talk about breadcrumbs all the time. And, you know, literally, you, this, is, this is what I try and encourage our listeners to do. You know, you get that breadcrumb. And so the first breadcrumb you got was, okay, write a blog. And that thought didn't go away until you acted on it. So you acted on it and then it unveils itself. Your purpose unveils itself. So once you get good at that bit, then obviously the next bit, it's the same with me in the podcast, it's exactly the same. I had no idea why I was, why I was supposed to start a podcast. I just listened. And, and then before you know it, it um, unveils and it, it kind of presents itself. So I just love listening to this. So it's just incredible because this is exactly what I try and get our listeners, you know, guys, follow those breadcrumbs. You don't know where they're going to lead you, but just do it and watch it unfold. And I, would you say like it's, 
once you surrender to it, it's like a, the path of least resistance, you know, but it takes time to trust it. Yeah. Yeah. And I often find that, uh, you know, the nudges I get are not to do the easiest things. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Yeah, sometimes the easier thing is like, I'm not going to start a blog. That's too much effort. But actually starting the blog was less effort than having to keep, <laughs> having, to keep <laughs> having that idea going around in the head all the time and not taking action on it. Like there was a certain amount of energy I was putting into avoiding it, if that makes mm. sense. Mm, when definitely. I put the energy into just going with it, it was like, oh, okay, like we're doing something now. But yeah. So sorry, you said you went part time and then you started doing the reading. Yeah, like and... over over about a over about a year. I um well, I mean the first the first when I first put my readings up, it was very slow. <laughs> it was very slow, uh, getting people to um, to actually pay to work with me. But I had quite a few of those and this is you know this is another good thing about giving away 100 free readings is that quite a lot of those people ended up being paying clients and some of those people are even still my clients now like years and years and years later and you know I feel like if I had just kind of turned up as a nobody like nobody knows who I am but I'm doing readings it's hard like you know it's harder you're starting from zero and you're expecting people to pay money to work with you when they nobody has any idea who you are but if people have had a little sample from you whether it's from doing a bunch of free readings or whether it's through doing readings on social media or kind of you know making videos or something that can help people to know if they're going to vibe with your work I feel like that helped a lot but you know the first the first year like my first financial year I think I made 33 pounds after expenses. <laughs> like it was very, um, you know, it was very slow going at, at the start. And there were plenty of times where I thought like, what, like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, why am I doing this to myself? Yeah. Um, at that time I was really, I was really enjoying it. So it kind of felt like, yes, this is a side hustle. That's a lot of effort and a lot of energy, but it feels good to be doing this. And I felt like I was being of service in some way to others, which mm. made me feel mm. really good. Yeah, Cause I, I, yeah. Cause I didn't always feel that way being a teacher, like mm. not a lot of time when you're working in a school, like people don't always come up to you and say, well, you did a really good job today, Vix. Like you really like, you know, you really made a difference in these kids' lives. Like people don't, people don't usually say that to you. So it was really nice to have this, this place where I could do these readings and people would get back to me and say, wow, this was really useful. Like, you know, you've really helped me. So that was really great. And then just kind of over time, it started to slowly build. And then I got to a point where I could go part-time at teaching. And so I did that. And then I was kind of, I was in actually in a contract role, contract teaching job at the time. And it was kind of getting towards the summer holidays. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to take the summer off from teaching and just put all of my energy into my business and see where I can get it by the end of the summer. And if it's not doing anything, I'll go back to teaching. And if it's kind of doing just enough, like I'll keep doing it. And at, that, at the end of the summer, it was kind of doing just enough. Like it still wasn't you know, it wasn't like, yay, everything's like, I'm so abundant in my business right now. But it was like, this is enough. This is enough for me to be able to pay the bills and eat and do what I love. And so there are a lot of sacrifices I had to make at that time around, you know, 
how I spent my money, like no buying new clothes, no buying makeup, like all of these things that I used to do when I was working as a teacher. But it was so like, it felt so much better to be doing the work something yeah really that I felt like yeah. was really in alignment with what I was supposed to be doing even though I was earning like you know half a quarter not quite a quarter like half a third of what I was earning teaching um, but it just felt like this is what I'm supposed to be doing and I think because I took that leap of faith and because I made those sacrifices I was then in a position where I could put all of my energy into my business and then it did kind of continue from there to kind of grow and expand to where it is today amazing absolutely amazing I think it's it's kind of the most rewarding journey isn't it that we'll ever do but I think it would be misleading people to say it's easy because actually you you know you do have to transition there is a rite of passage and you do have to you know kind of get it's almost like like when you were describing your hundred freed readings it was almost like and the energy exchange was I could see almost like a balance tipping because as you were your readings your your own self-esteem about what you were doing was kind of you know going the other way and I think that's kind of what exactly what we're following the breadcrumbs following the breadcrumbs and doing the things we're passionate about you know it does take time um, but it's the most rewarding journey ever yeah I agree with that (laughs) (laughs) oh so well done so so how long have you been running your business now it's been about four or five years that I've been running it now so it's been a good good few years now where I've been working full-time in the last I think like the last three years have been I've been making enough to cover my bills and to have some left over. <laughs> like, yay, I can buy a new lipstick. <laughs> Absolutely. Well done, you. So, yeah, so it's been, um, it's been a really interesting journey, you know, because I was never somebody who, like, I never, I never thought that I'd be able to run my own business. Like, that was something that had never been on my radar until I started to get these, you know, the little nudges. But even when I was doing the free readings, I never really thought about it as business it was sort of just like oh this is my calling like I just feel called to do this rather than I'm gonna make a business and do all these businessy things so yeah I've kind of had to do a lot of learning and a lot of research and a lot of learning how to run a business because you know yeah coming from teaching I just had no background in marketing or business or anything like that so it's really interesting that I ended up here and now that's obviously what you help others do, run run those yeah, things, isn't it? So Yeah, it's really like kind of blows my mind that like now I'm actually helping other people to run their own businesses when, you know, a couple of years ago it was something that, you know, I don't know, ten years ago if somebody had said, You're gonna be running a business <laughs> and helping others do it. Is, what? Yeah, like I don't think so. I think you got the wrong person. Like that's not me. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic story. I like, it's testament to kind of, I suppose, what the guys hear on the podcast all the time is actually follow those breadcrumbs, go towards, the passion gets you through because like you said, you know, you just, because the things that you were doing were so fulfilling and rewarding because you were helping and serving other people, that really got you through the kind of, maybe the more, you know, bumpy times, I suppose, because it was fulfilling for you. Yeah, absolutely. So any advice for our listeners? Ah, oh yeah, definitely follow those breadcrumbs. Uh, I think as well, like, you know, I I see this happen quite a lot with people and sort of my story a little bit as well. I think a lot of us who 
want to run our businesses and want to kind of go from you know wherever we are we've got some ideas maybe of like oh I want to be at some point living in a beach house earning six figures I want to be serving as many people as possible like a lot of people kind of visualize and hold the manifestation of like that end goal and I feel like sometimes that can sometimes that can be really useful to have that vision of that's where I want to be uh, what I see happens sometimes is that we get so caught up in like what it's supposed to look like <laughs> and what you know well I I want to get from here to there but we and you I'm sure you can relate to this as well like they're never re, we never really get there because by the time we get there we already we're already manifesting something else we're already manifesting trying to you know thinking oh well now I want a book deal and I want all of these other things um, so for me like it's been a lot about letting go of some of the ego desires as well around how much money I need to be making, how many followers and clients I should be having uh, versus, you know, just looking at your life and saying, well, the bills are all getting paid and I'm doing something that I love. <laughs> this is amazing. Like, this is great. And you can still want more, of course. It's like, where are we going next? Like, where are we going today? But, um, you know, just kind of being where you are, even if you are at those really early points in your business, look for the things to be grateful for because I found consistently that every time I'm struggling to get to the next place it's usually because I'm not very grateful <laughs> for where I am in the in the present so yeah you know even if you've got one person that you're working with at the moment like just being so grateful that you get to serve that person because as soon as you get into that energy more people will come that is such good advice yeah such good I think we can get so caught up in those little ego trappings can't we like you know mm -hmm our followers our listeners you know and all of that yeah. and it's so true when we lean into the people we're helping and serving and that's what we're here for you know exactly yeah then then actually it, it was fascinating for me actually this week because we've just we've just opened our dharma course and um the, the, we've had our welcome week this week and I literally have kind of just I've been focusing on serving the people who are in and I've had loads of people coming to me who want to come in and, I, and it was fascinating because it was almost like I, I'm here, but they're actually in, the energy is still coming here. So it was, yeah, really interesting how it works and just concentrating on who we're serving. And yeah, I'd be great. Gratitude is, is the one. Yeah, it's so cliche and everybody's like, oh, just be grateful for where you are. But actually it's, you know, if you do one thing to shift, the, to shift your energy, it's just like, well, what do you have to be grateful for in this present moment? Yeah, there's nothing wrong in this present moment. Yeah. Oh, Bix, yeah. what a wonderful journey. What a wonderful story. And obviously, you know, it's, it's still unfolding, you know, which is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what I'm going to be called to create next? I don't That's know. That's Yeah, I have a few little ideas, but they haven't kind of, I'm waiting for them to become a little bit louder before I really start to uh, <laughs> move forward with those things. <laughs> like, I'm going to wait till I know for sure. <laughs> and how can people listening find you, follow you, get hold of you? Best place to find me is uhipster.co or you can just, if you Google new age hipster, you'll find me quite easily. Um, if you go to my website, you'll find I've got a whole bunch of freebies on there. I've got free audios, free tarot spread books and a free 
ebook on how to protect your energy as well if people are needing that um all of the empaths who might be listening uh, there's a couple of ways you can work with me i work with me through readings or mentoring and there's also my spiritual development circle which is a monthly membership which people can join especially if you are feeling like you want some support on your spiritual journey and then there's the Fully Lit Mastermind, which is for anybody who um, could use some support with their, with their businesses. But it's a little bit different from most masterminds in the sense that we do talk about the practical aspects of business, but we also talk about all the spiritual energy, emotional, all of the stuff, the other stuff that kind of comes up when you're stepping onto this path. Because sometimes... Maybe it can be a bit lonely doing this work. As Absolutely. Well, you know, like we we need each other and we need yes. to support each other. So if you're feeling like you need some support, you can check that out. Fantastic. Well. Fantastic. Well, we'll have all of Vix's details in the show notes as well. So if you've missed anything, don't worry, we'll have all the details there. But thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on Kitty Talks and sharing your story and your journey. Thank you so, so much for having me. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> and, you know, there's so much you can take from Vix's interview you know if you're listening to this keep trusting keep persevering keep listening to that inner voice it will guide you it will lead you in the right place and there was some really really amazing advice in this podcast so uh, go back and listen again but we will see you next week with another fantastic guest on Kitty Talks thanks bye Thank you so much for listening to the kitty talks podcast i do hope you've enjoyed this solo cast or this guest this week i try and interview the most amazing people so you guys can really get some insight into how you can build amazing lives in alignment with your soul if you haven't already come over and follow me on instagram kitty underscore talks and i'm also on facebook and we have a free facebook community so why not come and join us